Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Target. Thanks. All right. Um, I am back. Hello, uh, boys and girls. Uh, yeah, I went to Cabo for my friend's 30th, and um, I was planning to work on Theta Gang while I was there, but something happened to my foot where my big toe basically just went 180, and, <laughs> and my foot swelled up, and I was in a lot of pain, and so I just couldn't concentrate on anything other than my foot. But thankfully, when I got back in the States, uh, I went to the urgent care, and my foot was not only not broken, but it's also not fractured. Uh, it just only slightly hurts now. Um, it's been helping that I've been able to work from home uh, for like the remainder of the week when I got back. Um, but yeah, it seems to be all good now. I've already started working on Theta Gang again, as some of you might know on Twitter. I'm uh, revamping a lot of the UX. The front page is going to start looking better, uh, a lot better. And I mean way, way better, because right now the front page looks pretty whack. Right, like all you see are comments uh, and trades. Uh, I'm going to be adding filters. Uh, I'm going to make be making everyone's profile pages look better. There's going to be graphs. There's going to be a way to filter trades. Um, and especially on the front page, maybe there's going to be a way uh, that you can you know, designate whether you're bearish or bullish for the week, and maybe you only see those types of trades. Or there's just a general filter where maybe you're just totally into put credit spreads, or maybe you're just an iron condors type of dude or girl, um, and you just want to look at those. So, um, yeah, just a whole bunch of like ease of life. Is that is that the right term? E- equal- oh, qu- a bunch of quality of life changes are coming to Theta Gang. I think you guys and girls are going to love it. So, before we jump into the weekly plays, I want to give a shout out to. A uh, general shout out to everyone that's been giving me feature requests. Uh, I think ever since I mentioned how uh, the one one someone has given me a screenshot of a bug and given me very descriptive ways to fix it, everyone's features requests and bug requests have gone a lot better. So thank you everyone for helping make the site uh, feel better and look better for everyone else by giving this very valuable and actionable feedback. Um, It's incredibly helpful when you guys add the screenshots and uh, I really feel like I'm able to communicate with you guys and girls like really closely just through a podcast and it feels super awesome. So, um, but also I've been getting a lot of emails just from random people giving words of encouragement. Um, I got an email from someone from StockX saying that they love the podcast and that they're a software developer too and they asked if they wanted to help um but this one in particular stood out to me i think stood out to me the most because i had seen this email uh while i was in cabo uh and my foot was just so swollen and in pain but this email just made the the, like the the next like two minutes just a little bit better uh it's from mitch he says I'm finally caught up and I want to share where I listen to the podcast on planes, like literally on top of them. And since it's Alaska, I also push snow around to your podcast too. Keep up the good work, dude. I'm looking to feature episodes. That was super wholesome. Uh, so thank you, Mitch. And also thank you to Anthony and thank you to like literally anyone that's been sending me email uh, just with words of encouragement. I always love reading those. It feels good that someone's taken the time to just like go to gmail.com and type and type my email in and type the email body. Like that's a lot of work. Like legit. Like it make it takes a lot for someone to do that like on their own time. And so I always appreciate it. I understand uh, how much it means to you, but I want you to know how much it means to me uh, when I do receive those. So thank you guys. Uh, it does mean a lot. All right, uh, let's go into the weekly plays. Um, you know, last week I did not have this handy dandy earnings whispers sheet, um, so I had gone to the website and I pick and chose some key names I just saw, like briefly browsing through the list. Again, that list did not have pictures of the logos, so like, it's it's like pretty hard to like really 
um, pick and choose the popular ones because as you know in this section I don't name off every single company that has earnings I just name off the big names and then maybe you guys could do your own DD um, but anyway so the ideal ones that I see for this week um, you're not gonna be able to play this one is JD.com before open on Monday it's a Chinese stock so that's JD before open on Monday tomorrow uh, because today is Sunday as I record this um, but Monday after close uh, there is Tilray, uh, and I bet you that has insane implied volatility um, to sell. Though I don't know where weed is going. I have not been keeping up with weed at all. I like avoid it like the Black Plague, like coronavirus. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. I know you, I know everyone's just dying to hear my opinion on what's been happening. Um, I promise I'll get into it. Uh, and then the next day, Tuesday before open, we got Target. Uh, for like the last maybe five or six episodes in disclaimer you know i've been long target for a very long time <laughs> i mean in terms of like long stock that i've gotten assigned this is probably the longest i've ever been assigned on a stock uh, just because previously we were in such a bullish cycle that like any stock that you guys signed on through a wheel you were immediately able to get them called away um, but that was not the case this time but I'm holding on to Target because I believe in it. I don't start the wheel on any company that I don't believe in. So uh, I am indeed long on Target. And I'll be hoping that they have a good earnings report before open on Tuesday. That said, after close on Tuesday, um, there is Ross and there's Urban, uh, like Urban Outfitters, and there's Nordstrom. So because Target is retail, uh, it's also going to be affecting the retail stocks that close later that day. So if you're hoping to make a retail play, like maybe you're just really into clothing and you really think you know what's up, you want to be playing Target uh, and not like Nordstrom or Urban or Ross or something like that. Because honestly, Target has way better uh, liquidity uh, than any of those uh, other stocks or other retail stocks, um, just because it's more popular. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it. You, just, you don't want to be playing earnings on low liquidity stocks. You don't want to be stuck with options that are uh, hard to sell or maybe there's like a lot of slippage. Uh, and that's a topic that we'll get into a little bit later, but I'll briefly cover right now, is that if you have low liquidity options, meaning there's like uh, not that many people willing to close out that contract for you, like not that many people willing to buy back your contract or buy uh, or sell you the contract, um, you know, you're going to have to sell it for cheaper and cheaper than it really actually costs. And that's slippage, right? The bid and ask difference is slippage. Um, if you have, or if you're trading a stock like SPY that maybe has thousands of contracts per strike, um, the slippage is maybe like 0 0.02, 0 0.03. But you start trading something like Urban where not that many people are trading the contracts for, um, your slippage is probably like 0.50 or 0.40, right? It's a big difference. That's like two or three bucks versus 40, 50 bucks. So just make sure, um, you know, when you're trading these really obscure names, no, I guess it's not obscure, like just like low volume names, um, just be aware that you are trading low volume, like make sure that you're able to see the volume of contracts per trade. Uh, I know you can in Robinhood. Uh, you just have to be, you just have to go pretty deep into the UI, um, but it's also pretty annoying because you can't look at all the volumes per contract uh, all at once like you can on Tasty or Tastyworks because on Tastyworks you can see all the volumes of all the different strikes and you can see like, oh, um, you know, this $50 strike price has like thousands of contracts um, in open interest and, you know, the... The, the 55 only has like three people selling it. The three people selling it, that one has like a lot of slippage. And the $50 one that has thousands of people selling it has a little bit of slippage. So I'm going to trade the $50 one, right? You can't consciously make that choice with Robinhood, but you could consciously make that choice with Tastyworks. So that's just something to consider. Okay. Um, I also see before I open on Wednesday, there's Abercrombie and Fitch. So that's absolutely going to be affected by Nordstrom and Urban. Um, you know, most people would probably say like, you know, Nordstrom is so high tier and like, there's no way it's going to have any effect on Abercrombie or Urban. It, the truth is like all of retail just has, 
you know, some sort of correlation with each other just because it's about consumer strength. Um, maybe could even be tied to foot traffic in stores, right? So don't don't think about each company uh, as its own thing. Like, you know, if Apple misses, most of tech goes down too, right? So you, you can't really blame one company to go down on its own singularity or its own on its own premise. Like, it will definitely be bringing down uh, everybody else in the sector if it's a big enough name. Um, so just keep it, just keep an eye out for that. Um, okay. So, uh, also before open on Wednesday, you have Dollar Tree and then after close on Wednesday, you have a few tech stocks. You have Zoom and Splunk. Uh, I can't speak to any of those, maybe other than Splunk where Splunk has a more aggressive growth strategy compared to Datadog where they are both data companies. Uh, I believe Splunk is just a little bit more enterprise because I think they have more customers, but I really can't speak to that uh, that well. Um, so I'm just going to choose to stop talking about it now. Uh, after Wednesday, uh, there's also American Eagle. Again, retail. There's just a lot of retail this week. Um, before open on Thursday, there's Plug Power and Kroger. Also Burlington, another retail. Uh, plug power. I used to trade that, like when I, like way back in the day. How much is it now? Plug power. I think it was like five bucks when I was trading it. Maybe it's like four thirty four. Okay, so it's like still a penny stock. Um, but yeah, so plug power is trading. Can't really speak to it. I know if you go on stock tips right now, there's gonna be people saying, "Oh, I know so much about batteries, and they're gonna, they're gonna kill it this quarter, and they're gonna be bought out by Amazon because like Amazon is like doing all this like self-driving stuff in their warehouse." I don't know, man. You gotta really be careful what you read, um, especially when you know you're you're reading about penny stocks. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe plug will moon, and everyone could make fun of me uh, for making fun of it right now. But just know that I did trade plug before, and. Uh, it, it it's it went just as well as you think it did um <laughs> man when you first start out trading you will pick any stock that you just read up on um but thank god we all grow from that so um after close on thursday uh there's costco uh and funko toys um and on friday uh nothing much um but going back to costco uh, if you don't know, uh, and I suggest everyone download Twitter. Uh, if if there's any news, if there's anything going on, Twitter gets it first. Uh, you see those spicy memes on Instagram? They probably came from Twitter. Um, you see big news, any missiles hit anything? It's on Twitter. Any coronavirus thing? It's on Twitter. People buying things in lieu of being, uh, you know, quarantined? It's on Twitter. Guess where they're buying that stuff from? It's Costco. Um, Costco, it, that trended today um, for retail, or maybe it just trended for Corona and I saw it, but uh, Costco is just selling out of everything. Costco is incredibly busy right now. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a good chance that they're going to kill earnings. Um, but just like anything, just like every time I say this, earnings are incredibly dangerous. You're, you might more than likely... Uh, get out of your car or stop shoveling your snow or stop playing fetch with a dog and look up Costco and look up Twitter and see all those empty shelves and be like, wow, Junie's right. I'm going to buy like all the all the calls like on open and then I'm going to make tons of money. That's no, no, that's not how this works. No, 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 because you know what's going to happen when you go all in. Costco is going to dip. And you know what you're gonna you know what you're gonna see or hear is that oh my god it's profit taking oh my why are people selling uh no like serious earnings are incredibly dangerous they're binary they're 50 50 like you can think you would have an edge but people will justify anything that happens with their own outlook so just make sure really 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 do your own due diligence and play earnings only if you want to and you're willing to burn that money away because that's what earnings are. It's, it's like a roulette wheel. You do it for literally for fun, and that's it. This should not be part of uh, building your bankroll, building your capital, um, because otherwise I'd highly suggest you put those hundreds of dollars that you would YOLO in Costco 
into maxing out your IRA or building your bankroll so that maybe you can day trade. I know a lot of people that are listening to this don't have 25 grand to day trade. And guess what? You're not going to get there by yellowing on earnings. Or maybe 2% of you will. Maybe 1% of you will. Um, because those are the probable odds that some of you will make a 10-bagger or a 100-bagger where you can start just instantly doing day trades. But you're going to blow up if you keep doing it like this, right? Um, so, yeah, that's, just take my words of wisdom there. Um, you know, I'd much rather just save the money to just do cooler things like sell calls, sell puts, uh, start the wheel on big name stocks. Like that's, it's actually really fun just collecting credit, but it's not as lucrative or sexy as, uh, playing earnings, right? Like you want to post that screenshot on wall street bets. I know you do. I know you do. Okay, um, nothing much for the new website updates other than um, SMS messages for patrons have officially gone to Twitter. Uh, I brought in this up before, so I'm just going to go ahead and just like, do a very quick overview. The reasons why it's going from SMS to Twitter is, first of all, I don't want your phone numbers. Um, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> and uh, second of all, um, I tweet out every trade that I do. Like as soon as I open a trade, I go into ThetaGain, I log in, and it tweets it for me. Uh, and that gives you a platform to literally go to that tweet and then um, you know ask a question like, "Hey, Junie, I can't do uh, this short naked put, or I can't do this like put credit spread. Do you have a other recommendation for me with other strikes? Or like, what do you think about this trade? Or Junie, I'm doing something similar like this. Uh, do you have any tips or you know advice for mine?" Um, all of that is, which is like just really helpful having the context of the tweet for where the question is asked. Like that's just really helpful because as of right now, I have patrons on Twitter and the DMs, I have discord and I have email, uh, and you know, patron messages on Patreon. Uh, so it's just everywhere. Um, and it just helps, uh, coagulate, concentrate, uh, just trade ideas in one platform. Uh, but the other cool thing is uh, every time I close a trade, I retweet the trade that I opened or the tweet that I opened with. So you can tell that like, hey, yeah, Juni did tweet about this before and he is real because uh, that, that's a huge that's a huge thing of mine. I want to be transparent as possible. Um, when I lose, I want you guys and girls to know that I lose and we can talk about it. Um, you know, I quite haven't had a big, huge loss yet. I'm sure it's going to happen. Everyone gets those. Um, but I just want it all out there. Like I'm not a guru. I'm just an average trader that just happens to have a, uh, a consistent style. Um, but there you go. If you want to, uh, be a part of this trailer system, you can go ahead and go to www.patreon.com slash That is one word. And you could go ahead and sign up there. Uh, the $80 tier is available because the $20, $30, $40, $50, and $60 tier is sold out. Um, but you can also get one month free by signing up uh, with Tastyworks. And if you qualify using the Theta Gang referral code, which is Theta Gang, one word, all caps, um, then you get one month free of being able to sign up for the Twitter trade alerts. Um, yeah, so there you go. All right. Uh, one last thing before we move on to today's topic. Um, I just want to talk about what is immediately coming next, and that is editing trades. That has to be the number one requested thing right now. Um, and I do want to do it, and I finally found a way to do it right. Um, I'm going to let everyone edit their trades uh, five minutes after, uh, up to five minutes after they've posted it or closed it. Um, and then what's also going to happen is there will be a history under your trade, meaning if you don't touch your trade or you close it properly, nothing will be there or it won't be tainted. Uh, but what will happen is if you do edit your trade, uh, there will be a marking of it, uh, you know, saying like, uh, so-and-so changed this, 
a value value that was like forty dollars to thirty dollars, um, and it will show the old value and the new value. Um, just to keep everything transparent, you know, you don't want someone, you know, editing their trades and saying like, oh, you know, I actually meant to mark this as a win and uh, the dollar amount that I put in is was actually, uh, you know, 496 instead of 30, right? Like that, that type of stuff gets me weirded out, right? Like how do you mistype that? So, <laughs> um, yeah, so just there's going to be a trade history along with being able to edit trades. Uh, and I just have to make it look nice. I have to make it look palatable. I can't make it look like there's too many words on the screen when you expand because that is whack. Um, if any engineers that are listening out there, uh, I'm going to be styling it like Mocha. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, ooh, that's going to be nice. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I'm getting goosebumps already. Oh, it's going to look so good. Okay. Um, yeah, so moving on to today's topic. Thank you. Okay, um, I forgot to put this in earlier in the episode, and I don't really want to move the sound files around, so uh, sorry you had to hear this so late. Uh, I know some of you are listening to each and every episode waiting for this link. Um, The sweaters are out. You can order one now. Uh, The link is theta-gang.myshopify.com slash password. The password is triggers. You can go ahead and order one today. If you're listening to this right now, you can order one today. Um, I sold a, a good amount to my patrons already. I sold even more to friends and family, so I only have about like 20 or 22 left. If you're listening to this, you can already go ahead and just go there and purchase one. Uh, they will be shipping uh, near the end of March, right after they're all ordered uh, and batched together. Um, and just again, they do have, or they will have, your Theta Gang username on the sleeve. Uh, they also have a puzzle piece uh, next to your username to denote that you did help, in fact, donate to autismspeaks.org. Um, it also does have the first edition tag on the sleeve as well. Um, to denote that you were one of the first ones or the first ones to uh, purchase a sweater from the Theta Gang merch shop. Um, the Theta Gang uh, hoodie is black with a white logo on the top left chest. Very clean. Uh, I'm very happy with how it came out. Um, and you can go and purchase yours again at www.theta-gang.myshopify.com password. And the password is triggers. Um, I would imagine sometime on maybe Tuesday, but probably Wednesday, I'm going to take the password off. And then I'm going to go ahead and uh, post this on Twitter so everyone else can see and post this on the website as well. So sometime during you know Friday or Saturday, I'd imagine I'd be sold out of the 20 sweaters or 22 sweaters I have left. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and send the order out to, um, you know, the manufacturer. So thank you again uh, so much for everyone that's already purchased one. Uh, just hold on tight, um, and I'll go get them made, uh, get them shipped to you. And again, remember, patrons, you get a special something. Oh, also, uh, you get a free sticker. Uh, I don't sell stickers um, uh, exclusively. Uh, they will only be coming with merchandise, so you also get a free sticker with a hoodie. Uh, sorry for forgetting. <laughs> okay, um, today uh, I want to talk about the wheel, um, but I think today's show structure is going to be a little different. Um, we're going to describe what the wheel is, and then I'm just going to ask you uh, questions, and then I'm going to pause a little bit, and then maybe you can even pause on your phone, but definitely not if you're driving. Uh, you're just going to have to uh, think really fast. Um, but I want to ask you questions and give you time to think and give you time to just like really uh, see if you know uh, or give you, a, give you a good way to gauge how well you are at options 
or just thinking about options. Um, because I know a lot of people might just listen to my podcast and be like, you know, nod their head. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I mean, I know I'm guilty of uh, long before. Um, but now I've really gone into the mindset of just like, you know, whenever I'm talking to someone and someone says something that I don't understand, I just say, uh, hi, uh, yeah, could you say that again? Or um, I don't know what that means. Can you re-explain that? I'm totally up for just saying also that like I don't know like if someone asks me something and I don't know it I just say I don't know right you, I never just nod my head yes anymore and that's just something that I've learned um, you know just over the last few years so just always ask for clarity it sucks that this is a one-way channel for now but that's why I always do have my patreon service where you can just like ask me bombard me with tons of questions uh, and I do occasionally uh, respond to you know random people that you know say nice things first and then <laughs> uh, ask me uh, questions about uh, stock options so the wheel is a bullish strategy uh, where you will pick up stock along the way uh, by selling options uh, and then getting assigned stock and then having those uh, you know that stock be assigned or called away so Let's give an example. Okay. Um, also, if, if this is your first episode, um, don't worry if you don't quite understand this. You should probably listen from episode one to get this far. Um, but ideally, if you maybe started somewhere in the middle, um, then the very last episode about uh, assignment exercise is pretty important for this one. So let's just get into it. Uh, Apple is currently at trading at $100. Uh, to run the wheel, uh, you would sell a put uh, f- for like somewhere like like ninety five, right? Apple's trading at one hundred. You sell a ninety five put, uh, and say you collect fifty bucks for it because you are the seller of the option. You are the seller of the put. Um, but real quickly, let's clarify that you are not, in fact, buying a put, right? When you buy a put, you are bearish. You think that it will go down. I previously mentioned that the wheel is a bullish strategy uh, and you are selling a put. So you are uh, giving someone the right to sell you the stock at uh, a specific price. In this case, 95 and they paid you 50 bucks uh, for that uh, obligation. Um, so again, if Apple is you know trading at $100 right now, if it stays above uh, 95 uh, by expiration uh, you get to keep the 50 bucks um, because someone gave you the right to sell it to you for 95 um, and if it stays anywhere above 95 there's no real incentive for them to sell it to you for 95 because they'd be taking a loss on the stock right so um, you know the, the, you know sell, buying a put um, is uh, basically insurance and in order to buy a put, uh, someone has to sell you the put, and that's you, right? You sold the 95. Someone with 100 Apple shares some, somewhere in the world uh, wanted to protect it because they think it's going down. Maybe they think the coronavirus is going to you know, spook the stock, so they buy a 95 put. Uh, so they put a buy order out in the market. Uh, you go into your favorite brokerage app like Tastyworks, and you see, oh, one open interest. Someone wants to... Uh, buy 95 put for 50 bucks and you think hey you know I don't think Apple's gonna go down to 95 in two weeks I'll sell you that put boom you sell them the 95 put and you collect 50 bucks see I think I feel like if more tutorials told you about options like that where it was like a one-on-one transaction versus you and another person I feel like it would make a lot more sense uh, so that's why I just told you that example with the 95 put with you and one other person. Um, because when you start, when you first start options, uh, you, or initially I definitely thought that it was like you versus the broker or the market or like these robots, blah, blah, blah. No, it's really just you and another person. I mean, that other person could ab- absolutely be an algo bot, whatever, um, but I'll get my tinfoil hat off here. Uh, um, but really, it's easier to just like conceptualize all these examples with options. Just imagine there's just one other person 
in the world uh and then and then just relate all these examples to you versus that one other person um and then everything else just starts to click uh, don't think it's versus you versus the market or some big huge entity that's unknown it's just imagine that it's like literally you and me like i'm selling you uh or you're selling me or yeah i'm basically selling you this 95 put okay apple's trading it at uh 100 i sell you this 95 put because you're scared that apple's gonna go below 95 so you buy the 95 put as insurance and you're willing to pay 50 bucks for it so there you go okay so let's talk about that you just started the wheel um the very first part of the wheel is selling the put you can do a cash cover put you could use margin um but you know a naked put is obviously going to cost you some money if you did that right now if apple did cost a hundred bucks uh to make it cash covered you need ten thousand dollars uh to uh sell that naked put so this is a very um you know cash heavy strategy i know a lot of people don't have the cash to do that however you can just pick a you know a heavily traded stock still uh but that's just one that's just like not as expensive as apple because right now apple's trading at like 270 something right um but uh if you traded something like snap where 100 shares costs you maybe like 1400 dollars instead of like ten thousand dollars uh then that just might be up your alley it also does have a higher iv with some good volume so that's a good beginner wheel stock um uh, to start out with okay uh, let's talk about the two scenarios that can happen when running the wheel and starting the wheel uh, by selling that 95 put if it stays above 95 um, then or you know I'm just gonna be a little bit more specific here if it stays above 9450 because you do get a little bit of cushion because that person did have to pay that 50 bucks and that translates to 0.50 uh, more in your favor for that break even that we talked about a few episodes ago um, so if it stays above 9450 uh, because you sold a 95 put but you got paid 50 bucks for it again remember because options uh, represent 100 shares of stock so um, if it stays above 9450 uh, you do not have to get assigned you keep the 50 bucks and you're a happy trader um, but let's say you know Apple does dip Apple does dip go and go to say 93 uh, then you will in fact get 90 assigned um, and you will be forced to buy Apple at uh, $95 um, when this happens you get to keep the 50 bucks so it's basically um, you buying it for 9450 so that you can already imagine like you not only did you buy it at a pre-planned price but you also got a discount on that pre-planned price. So if you sell the 95 put and collect the 50 bucks from it, um, you know that's your break even. So 94.50 um, is the price that you'll be basically be buying it at uh, as a cost basis. So you, you basically now have Apple at 94.50, and uh, any you know cent that goes over. A 94.50 after being assigned on the long stock because you now own 100 shares of Apple at 94.50, uh, you keep all the gains because it's your stock. Um, that's the beauty of, uh, you know, the, at least the very beginning of the wheel, right? Where y when you get assigned, it's usually a good thing. Like you're when you're actually running the wheel with a healthy mindset and you're actually doing it to go long, uh, it's a good feeling because. Uh, the way you should look at getting assigned is, hey, I didn't buy it at the top, right? I I wanted to get into the stock, uh, but I wheeled in instead of buying it at the current price. And the only way you would ever get assigned on that put that you sold credit for is if it went down. And that's a good thing because otherwise you would have bought it for higher, right? So if you ever think about going long on stock, you could always consider just starting the wheel, uh, and collecting premium until you get assigned and go long. Um, there is obviously you know bullish cases of just going long on the stock anyway. There are many cases where you will never get assigned and maybe the stock rips faster than um, the premium you collect. So 
maybe you know you're not losing money but you're not gaining money as fast as if you just bought it outright but it's just something to experiment with um, but that's only the beginning of the wheel so you sell the 95 put you could you know have this price of the stock stay above your break even and you just collect the premium over and over again um, but what will happen is you will eventually get assigned and you go long on the stock at your break even in this case you'll go long on the stock at 94.50 and to continue the wheel what you do is when you get assigned at 94.50 well now you can sell like the 96 or 97 um, uh, strike price for Apple this 96 or 97 call and you know if you go if Apple ever goes above 96 or 97 well that's great because now you just sold it for a profit now you don't have any capital in Apple stock uh, and you have free capital around to either restart the wheel by selling a put um, or uh, you know just to go on to other trades maybe you don't want to even trade Apple anymore um, say going back, let's say you again you get assigned at ninety four fifty with the 90, uh, the ninety five put that you sold for fifty bucks, um, and you sell the ninety seven call. Um, but you know Apple's trading at like ninety five. Uh, well now you know that ninety seven call that you sold, uh, you keep the premium. You know like maybe Apple's going up slowly while you're selling these calls that are out the money. Uh, you're you're collecting premium as you're going up. Um, well, that sounds really good, right? You're not only are you holding onto the stock, uh, the stock is going up, but you're also collecting premium from people that think that are overly bullish on the stock, um, and you're just a happy trader there too. Um, there's so many cases where you know the wheel sounds unbeatable, like it sounds crazy, crazy good, and you know just textbook like it feels like it is in every single scenario you can collect money but it's the management of your trade that will destroy you um, if you don't know what you're doing so you know say for example you sold the 95 put and now your break even is 94.50 because you collected 50 dollars what happens if you know apple did shoot down to 80 bucks right um when apple shoots out to 80 bucks and you're forced to buy it for you know 94.50 um, because you got assigned uh you're basically down 1400 bucks but now when you're trying to sell a call at 95 because you want to make a profit for when the stock goes higher than your break even that price that you're getting for selling that call is not worth the risk if if Apple were to ever go up that high that fast, it'd probably go past that resistance point. Um, so, you know, when you start the wheel and you get assigned, and say it goes really wrong the very first time you get assigned, it dips way too far. I'd highly suggest not selling the call below your break even. So let me explain. If you get assigned at ninety four fifty, if Target or <laughs> I guess I'm just like relating it to what happened to me earlier. If you uh, have Apple and it gets assigned to you at 94.50 and it goes down to 80 bucks, um, then you do not want to sell a call for at 85, right? Because what happens when it gets assigned at 85? You are forced to sell your Apple at 85, but your break even was 94.50. So now you're basically down 900 bucks on the entire position and you have no stock left and you have no capital left. You're just like literally, or not, you do have capital left, but you just literally don't have the 900 bucks difference because you don't have any stock to sell premium on. So that's, that's just, uh, I think I covered this also in the covered calls episode. And this is very much just selling a naked put, getting assigned, and then doing a covered call. Um, this is the I mean the wheel is just getting assigned on naked put and doing a covered call uh, in terms of covered calls never sell the covered call below your break even just literally wait like hold on to the stock wait for it to go up and then do the covered call it's not worth um, you know going out the getting out of your uh, stock position 
uh, for less than your break even because that makes it so that it's a 100% chance at a loss. If you were to hold on to the stock and you have the patience enough to hold on to the stock, you absolutely should. And just as a quick reminder, I want to uh, restate that you know the further out the money an option is, whether if it's a call or a put, it's going to be cheaper. So you know if a stock price is currently at eighty bucks and you're trying to sell the ninety-five call, which is a super bullish strategy, and that's really unlikely to happen. You can imagine that that's, that contract's not going to be that expensive. So when you go and try to sell that to someone that's willing to buy it from you, they're not going to buy it from you uh, for a good price. So you might as well hold on to the stock and wait until you can sell that same contract at a higher price because it's more probable. Uh, that's the point I was trying to make before, and I'm sorry if that wasn't clear, and I thought I'd just try to restate that again. Okay. Um, and you know, I'm not a guru, uh, I'm not a professional financial advisor, um, but over the course of you know just doing data game style trades and just learning about them, I've seen handfuls of articles explaining that just longing stock uh, is faster than the wheel, is better than the wheel in a bullish environment. Of course, you can be really swingy with the wheel. You can like do massive, massive trades of options because of course, Options are leveraged, uh, stocks are not, or at least most stocks are not. Um, and so, you know, when you uh, do the wheel in a safe manner, um, it's usually advised just go long on the stock uh, in a bullish environment. However, we are now in the bearish territory, um, but I want to go ahead and give my thoughts about the coronavirus and everything and whatnot. But that's today's topic the wheel. Thank you. Okay, um, the Dow going down a thousand points. That was that was something. Uh, you know this coronavirus stuff is incredibly uh, sensitive. Um, you know it's not fair to say like you know hey this only affects old people because damn that's kind of messed up. You know you got I'm sure most of you got parents and if your parents caught it that. That would, that would pretty much hurt anyone joked around about that. So that's why I don't joke around about it. Um, I take it pretty seriously because I always just imagine like, wow, if my parents had it, I'd be pretty sad. Um, but with that said, um, you know, during these times when the market is super bearish, like you just, everyone is scared. The boomers are scared that their their stock portfolios are going to blow up. Some of them are selling for a loss right now. Um and it's a scary time. If you're retired and you have no income and you see hundreds of thousands of dollars come out of your retirement money just like evaporate, uh, it's scary. Um, and you know that's the rest of your life. And if you don't have a son or daughter or extended family or family to take care of you, then it's really scary. I get it. I get it. Um, but just as some words of encouragement here, um, in times like this, when it's super bearish, I like challenge everybody to just like find the most bullish articles you can. Um, and then, you know, just like try to see the other perspective. Because what you're going to end up doing is you're going to get so bitter about your portfolio dropping that your calls are losing. Um, and then you're going to go and just go all in on puts. One of these waves, you're going to be like, wow, okay, SPY is really going to hit 150. Whatever, dude. I'm just going to buy puts and make it all back. And then boom, a face-ripping rally happens that it's like a 1,000 points up or maybe five, just like 500 points up and you get spooked and you end up losing only, only thousands of dollars on the puts that you bought. And then just to have the market go actually go down to 150 when you're all in on calls because of the face-ripping rally changing your mind, right? That is 100% like a probability, right? That, that's, that can happen. And I just want to let you know and just say it right now while you're listening um, because that has absolutely happened to every single trader um, you know just trading you always think like hey I lost a lot of money uh, I'm gonna just double down and make it all back like that's the that's a gambling fallacy right of just putting like an all-in mentality on the same odds just to make something back like that, that's going to pit you uh, against the tax man or maybe I guess the tax man would owe you 3K, but like you're going to write off some losses 
if you do that. It's incredibly dangerous to try to time the market. You need to find a very neutral and safe and consistent strategy where you're not gauging um, trades by volume. Like you're not going to say like, okay, I'm going to buy a few calls to hedge my 100 puts. Like that's not how you do this, okay? That's not how you, you know, trade optimally. Um, and, you know, I want to, you know, put my message out there that like you really should just um, always just view the other side. Um, so what I did was I'm starting, I'm going to start keeping tabs on these options that I bought. Okay, I bought these options. I bought them on Friday. Um, some of you might have caught a whiff of it on Twitter because I accidentally commented on the wrong account. Uh, so I bought 10 uh, spy calls, the 335 calls for April something. It's on Twitter. Um, no, actually, you know what? I'll just pull it up right now because I don't want to. I don't want to seem fake. I'm just gonna pull it up right now. Boom, boom, boom. Let's see. Going tweets and replies. Boom, 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 boom. Let me see. Um, yeah, three thirty-five that expire on May fifteenth. I got them for sixty-six dollars each. I bought ten of them. So this basically says that we're gonna be back to normal uh, somewhere before May fifteenth. That's the bet right this is a bet um this is just me willing to see the other side i feel like if i buy an option that's bullish uh, i'm gonna be more inclined to just like look for bullish things i think it's just gonna help my mindset um and hey whatever um i'm just gonna do whatever i can to make sure that anything that i say just doesn't sound off just trying to sound like the nice guy of the market like i just really want to make sure again everyone's just always willing to look at both directions i understand right now is super bearish and it seems like the world is ending but always just take time to look at the other side um i also just want to like you know say on top of that do not do this trade this trade is pretty dumb um this is just content for the episode uh i will be putting this in the weekly play section i totally forgot to uh, earlier i don't want to move the sound files around because i did i do you know on the fly editing uh, if you guys can't tell you know sometimes my voice uh volume changes because i pause often and i re-record often um but yeah so 10 spy calls 335 strike price for may 15th do not do these i'll just be making sure that i you know update you guys on what the price action is every week uh, i don't have a trigger on these i'm literally just gonna let these ride i'm just gonna see um, you know where we quite are um, I know that um, uh, you know the news that I've seen is coronaviruses uh, it's like on a decline of the active cases of its spreading and also discharges are going out I mean deaths are still a thing they're they're rising uh, which is scary um, but um, on the other side you know uh, Morgan Stanley has uh issued a uh edited outlook of you know the fomc meeting or not not particularly the fomc meeting but the fed uh cutting rates and so uh i don't know where the sudden shift is going to happen to make this a bullish market but it absolutely can turn into one and if it doesn't whatever uh it's just content for the podcast right so um yeah thank you all for listening uh this was an especially long episode uh there's a quite a bit of content uh hope you guys enjoyed it feels really good to be back uh and i'm going to be starting working on theta gang uh late on weekday nights once more thank you guys and girls so much for listening and bye-bye oh my gosh and i almost forgot to give the extended shout outs to lifesaver 87 raj france mike d slow motion nick fires unabridged floyd wang rico 168168 the string puller option noob Edad, the iron man mitch brady seven towels indigo chili good job will i say i always say good job gj wilson ddss siriums option options eric kirkland jimmy matt w associate k abel ryzen tishihar monkit 48 abbott like abbas angry penguin andrew ec kim abel uh anthony 511 moose ninja rolex c deep gift mendo meno dum dum uh ground pound 95 hp larry leo jetson van trader el finko make more two 
Silent Viking, Mark James It, Just Send It, Nathan Del Silva, Simon Says, Vicious Poultry, and VDM10. Uh, sorry for stuttering on a few of those words. I did change up the order uh, just a little bit because I had to update the list for uh, the new month of March. So welcome to all the new patrons and hello to all the old ones. And thank you for everybody for listening. Uh, yeah. All right. If you made it this far, uh, this time, uh, I want to just, you know, just actually just tell you guys and girls and what's coming up next, just in general. Um, you know, I have here on my backlog on my Trello board. Uh, you know, I, I imagine there's gonna be infinite scrolling soon, or you know, a little bit more dated into the future, just because I'm working on editing trades. Um, but some features I have not mentioned ever. Uh, would include, um, you know, some people have mentioned, hey, uh, they like to say maybe open trades only when they actually open them, but what would make it easier is if they were to upload um, trades first, uh, but then maybe have them not posted until they click another button so that, you know, when they do execute the trade, the trade could be logged in more real time. I thought that was a great idea because I was already imagining doing something like that for myself, so it was really great hearing someone else want that too. Um, also, preserving formatting of opening and closing notes because right now when you post on the site, you can't actually like space out a paragraph. It's actually just got to concatenate everything into a sentence, uh, so that doesn't really help with formatting. Uh, also, this new UX thing that's coming out that I did mention before, uh, the site's going to look totally different. Uh, it's gonna look really, really clean. It's gonna actually look like a real website, with, like not one that's just like made by some nerdy developer. It's gonna actually look like, you know, like a company made one. It's good. It's gonna look nice, and I'm super happy that uh, I found a UX designer to work with me. That's also a, a really good friend of mine. So that's also on the way. Um, what else? Oh, one last thing. I'll give one last thing. Uh, achievements are coming. So um, I got this tip from a listener named Rob. Uh, he said that, uh, that I mentioned previously that he doesn't want people or that I didn't want people to um, you know, avoid logging losing trades. And so maybe uh, having achievements for losers or losing trades or maybe a, a number of trades would be a good thing. Um, so that's, that's on the way. I want to make the achievements look nice. I want to make it look like something that you actually want to achieve. Um, but I also, I also don't want it to be gamed, so I need to implement it in a good way. All right, uh, I'll go ahead and see you guys and girls on the next episode. Thank you all for listening, and peace.